District 2 Congressman French Hill joins us on the Dave Ellswick Show. And, Congressman, right off the bat, I'd like you to talk about House Resolution 6399, uh, a definite resolution that we need uh, to help to help secure America's Vaccines for Emergencies or SAVE Act. The bill amends the Defense Prote- uh, Production Act to use its authority to ensure the availability of medical equipment by diversifying America's medical supply chain, making the United States less dependent on foreign manufacturers like China. So I'll I'll turn it over to you and let you explain it all to everybody. Well, Dave, this is so important. I think um, this has been a wake-up call to the pandemic in so many ways, from technology to telecommunications to using remote uh, telemedicine and remote work. But one thing we noticed is the dependency America has on foreign manufacturers for our pharmaceutical chain, supply chain, and our medical device supply chain. And I think it's shocking to people. And to me, it is a national security issue. So just like President Trump has used the Defense Production Act to compel production by American manufacturing strength of ventilators, I propose in this bill, 6399, to amend the Defense Production Act and formally say that our medical supply chain is directly related to national security and that we should take steps to uh, routinely protect it, identify the supply chain, uh, make sure we have American manufacturing capacity for it, just like we do for defense material, because we can't be dependent on our pharmaceutical ingredients and important strategic materials to be all offshore and our manufacturing offshore. I think this will be an important long-term fix for the gap that we have certainly learned about here in the last two months. Well, I've been talking about, of course, uh, the coronavirus now for several weeks. And interesting uh, story from the AP, the head of the Senate, McConnell, said impeachment diverted attention from the coronavirus. Uh, Your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, House is where it all started. Uh, were they so obsessed with it that they, they let the ball fall through their hands on that? Hey, let's uh, be very, very blunt here. The day Donald Trump was setting up the coronavirus task force in the White House was the day Nancy Pelosi was handing out her pins for the impeachment signing ceremony in the House. That tells you visually all you want. You can take a picture of Trump with his top advisors on trying to get ahead of the coronavirus threat from China and put the picture on the other side of the screen of Pelosi passing out her custom pins for signing the impeachment resolution. That brings this into this really stark reality, does it not? It does. And I mean, the World Health Organization on January 14th said, oh, coronavirus is isolated to China. Don't worry, it doesn't spread. So the Chinese were lying to the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization was telling the whole world a falsehood. But Donald Trump was setting up the task force and then two weeks later banned travel from Wuhan, China, and he was called a racist by Nancy Pelosi and all her colleagues. This is what frustrates me to death is they despise the president of the United States politically, and they just colors everything they do. And it's so unhelpful. I remember talking to you uh, last year about this, and uh, you were beside yourself because nothing was getting done. Right. I mean, you know, and and, and she had the audacity, uh, Mrs. Pelosi, we're talking about, on the Sunday television shows to say that Donald Trump's delays were causing deaths. 
while he was fiddling, just condescending. Well, who cost the week in getting the CARES Act passed? She did. Mm -hmm. By going to Washington a Sunday a week ago and blowing up the whole process that Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell had working in a bipartisan basis to produce a common sense, enormous, uh, but common sense approach to killing the virus and getting the economy back. And so I, I just, the hypocrisy there last week, it just stunned me. Uh, and I, I'm not over it yet, as you can tell. Thank you for yeah. this therapy visit. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome, Congressman. No problem whatsoever, because this is my show is therapy for me because I get to say what I'm thinking about and watching these idiots at times up in Washington do what they do. They just, you know, Maxine Waters and all the rest of them just drive me uh, nearly to insanity myself because of some of the things that they do. Let's talk about the third stimulus package uh, and and how you feel about it, how it's going to affect Arkansas, because people want to know, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect our businesses? How is this going to affect our workers? Well, let's take uh, families first. Uh, President Trump wanted to get a payment to every family in the country, uh, and so that's Uh, was signed into law last Friday, and I think over the next uh, three weeks, there should be a delivery of that money. Uh, I think that's what we're all learning. Is it going to be direct deposit in your checking account that's connected to paying your taxes, or is it going to be a check from the Treasury Department? It's about $1,200 per adult, $500 per child, and uh, you don't have to have work last year. I'd say the top call I've gotten is, hey, I'm retired. I'm on Social Security. Do I still get this check? The answer is yes. The next thing is this uh, uh, economic preservation, payroll protection money for businesses, small businesses and big businesses, to try to keep people on the payroll, try to keep the bills paid, the rent paid, the insurance premiums paid, so that when this virus passes over us over the next few weeks, we can get right back to work where we were without having incurred a lot of of, uh, burdensome debt. And so uh, that is going to roll out starting this Friday. The banks have a small business administration, 100% guarantee uh, on these liquidity loans that will be delivered to small businesses through the banks. So that will help people stay on the job. If you've been furloughed and you're off the job now, which we're all frustrated by, but it's a reality. 3.3 million people filed for unemployment last week, and I'm, I'm sure the number will be similar to that this week. We have uh, an enhanced unemployment benefit that goes through July of uh, $600 more per week. So somebody in Arkansas could be making between 700 and potentially $1,000 a week, depending on their job, for unemployment to, again, get through this few weeks of the virus. Uh, there are many other things in this bill, but we're trying to help families. We're trying to help businesses stay open and stay keep their employees intact. And we're trying to help those who, uh, unfortunately, if they are laid off, have some support. You know, Congressman, a lot of people, the president included, have equated to this whole thing dealing with the coronavirus to, um, you know, fighting a war. And, and I think that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, similarities in that of what uh, that of what we're doing. And uh, there was a story that I was uh, mentioning to my listeners late in the last half hour of uh, deficit spending and that it looks like we may have to do the same kind of deficit spending we did uh, 
during World War II. Do you see us having to go that high? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping no. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that this, uh, unlike a sustained uh, four-year global war that we fought in World War II, I'm hoping uh, that this is an intensive, brutal, uh, two-month war against the virus, which is the weeks building up to the peak, right, and then the weeks building down from the peak, and that it's a sharp decline, but we also get a sharp return of economic activity and public health uh, starting uh, this summer. In the meantime, our scientists are working on therapeutics that will keep people out of the hospital and and hopefully uh, uh, avoid the worst aspects of this disease, and then ultimately a vaccine that would be ready, hopefully, uh, over the next year so that we could be prepared for this in the future, this particular strain. So uh, I hope we don't have to spend that much money as a percentage of GDP. But yeah, $2 I... trillion dollars is a lot of money. And, yes, you know, it is. Uh, it's, it's, and, and people should recognize this is money that's available to be spent but might not be spent. And uh, that's what where our hope is. This money is really geared towards this intensive effort, April, May, June, as we ride up the peak and then ride down uh, the few weeks of recovery after that peak. Uh, and uh, But I think the analogy is a good analogy. It takes everyone, starting in your home and your family, put your flag out, practice the CDC safe distancing, uh, proper hygiene. Uh, it's absolutely essential that we all do that over the next uh, few weeks. All right, back with uh, Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 22 minutes after 7. Here in uh, Little Rock, it's 46 degrees, 43 out in Cabot, Conway's 43, Hot Springs at 46, Pine Bluff, hot spot in the uh, state right now at 47 degrees. We're looking for mostly sunny skies and warm temperatures today. Your uh, high is going to be in the low 70s today. You're going to be anywhere probably between 70 and 74. It's a pretty day outside, and I can't wait for hot uh, weather because uh, I think the hot weather will have a very positive effect on uh, mitigating uh, the coronavirus, to be honest. We talked to Dr. Borelli about that in the first half hour of the show today. And if you didn't hear it, Go back uh, to our website, uh, you know, uh, 101.1 FM, uh, theanswer.com, and, uh, or to the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page, and uh, you can listen to that. You should hear what he has to say in that first half hour. A lot of good stuff for us. Uh, let's get back talking with the congressman, though. And uh, I know that McCarthy and, and some other folks are uh, a little bit uh, concerned that they're already starting to talk about a phase four bill. Uh, uh, Pelosi seems to be talking uh, about more of kind of the same that we saw in phase three, except that she's got with all of her liberal constituency and uh, they want more money for Planned Parenthood and things of that nature, which has nothing to do with uh, coronavirus. While the president has indicated he might like to see an infrastructure uh, bill come out of that. Uh, your thoughts on all these different things you're starting to hear now, Congressman, even before phase three has really been put into effect? Uh, people in Washington <clears throat> just love to spend taxpayer money. That's just it just uh, 
is unbelievable to me. Uh, we have not even seen the results of the money that we have worked so hard the last two weeks to assemble to get us through peak and over the weeks beyond peak. And let's look back and see how that goes over the next three months between now and June. Let's assess where our economy is. Let's assess what we should be doing to fill any kind of gaps where we misjudged due to the unpredictable nature of this black swan uh, pandemic. So I'm not in a rush to do phase four. I'm not in a rush to start talking about it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wants all her uh, rich friends in the blue states like New York and California to get a tax break. That's the thing she surfaced yesterday. It's ridiculous. Uh, President Trump's desire to do a big infrastructure bill is something he's talked about since he got inaugurated. And the conditions have never been right uh, to do that. So I know that's something he wants done, and it's something he wants to do on a bipartisan basis. And so uh, we're getting ready to have a <clears throat> debate about the reauthorization of the federal highway program in 2020. And so I think the timing is good to talk about infrastructure again. But it gets back to what kind of infrastructure, who's going to pay for it, what's the purpose of it, what are the priorities, the usual questions, right? Yeah, sure. But this isn't, we don't need economic stimulus. We need public health cures. And as soon as we stop the public health crisis, we'll get our economy in uh, back. So I keep telling people we don't need economic stimulus. We need economic preservation for our households mm-hmm. and for our businesses to get through this public health crisis. So I think all that talk, in my personal opinion, is premature. All right. Very good. Uh, The uh, part of our economy that's facing the biggest headwinds right now seems to be the energy uh, sector. (coughs) Excuse me. S&P 500's dealing with energy uh, dropped 51 percent for the year to date. Uh, Anything that you can think of uh, that can help them other than the oil market, the draining out a little bit to help push prices up well we have a uh, we have a catastrophic situation of global demand has fallen to zero because of the pandemic uh global production was at very high levels and you have russia and saudi arabia at a price war there is no more perfect storm for the collapse of oil prices and it's uh it's a terrible situation and they're the people who work in america producing oil and gas and the transportation of it the production of it the pipelines connected to it all are much more important as the to the economy than just having low oil prices plus for a consumer today low oil prices are great but where are they going to go so this glut is uh, going to last for a while and i'm very concerned about it i think we should take advantage of the low oil prices to fill up the uh, petroleum reserve. Uh, That's something that we could be doing. That's something that we could enhance through congressional action beyond what the president has done. The president has sent Secretary Pompeo to uh, talk to Saudi Arabia. He has called the head of Saudi Arabia. He's called Putin and Russia, saying that this is uh, not good for the world's economy because so much of the world's economy has so many hundreds of thousands of workers uh, that uh, produce uh, energy. So we're in a tough time, and it couldn't have come at a worse time, in my opinion. Uh, But 
we had a telephone call yesterday with all the members uh, in Congress interested in energy to talk about uh, the diplomacy of it with Saudi Arabia and Russia, as well as what could we do economically here uh, to help our oil and gas producers in the way of uh, working with the banks, uh, working with the strategic oil preserve, even considering um, uh, limiting any imported oil coming here and just using U.S. oil that we have in storage. So we had a wide-ranging call. It's a concern. All right. Congressman French Hill, District 2, thanks for the time. You're always, uh, you know, uh, invited onto the show. You do this every week. We appreciate the time and the straight answers. Thank you, Congressman. You bet. All the best, Dave. Have a good week. All right. Talk to you later. Congressman French Hill here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show.